On 2SM and the Super Network, High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. It's just gone five minutes past six. If you're out and about today, east to southeasterly, 10 to 15 knots should be the winds tending east to northeasterly during the afternoon. Seas below one metre. Uh, the swell southerly, 1.5, increasing up to two metres during the morning, and also coming in from the northeast below a one metre, tending southeasterly, one to 1.5. Uh, by early evening, partly cloudy, 60% chance of a shower, gentlemen. And. High tide will be at 7.25, 1.61 of a metre here at Fort... Uh... Fort Denison. Yes. That's the one. I'd like to say to Blake, would you like to step outside, but you might think I'm being aggressive. No, 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 no. I'd like to... Although I'm a bit worried about him. I've got this vision of him in pink from the other day on Channel 7. You can hear him snickering in the background. <laughs> Morning, how are you, are you coming Paul? down for the Pride March tomorrow? Uh, mate, look, you know what? If you're a viewer of Step Outside, not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, the pink sunglasses, the rosy-coloured world, you would have seen. Did you notice the middle, uh, I don't know if you saw the middle cross, the middle cross, I was just back to my normal white shirt with, with uh, jeans. Uh, yes. Yeah, boss gave me a call. <laughs> so the next, the next cross was dressed back up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the girls liked it. Oh mate, you know it was um, it was fun. I don't mind doing that stuff. Like I said to them on air, they said, "Oh, you you, you know jack of all trade, basically." I said, "Look, I'm not doing this because you you, you pay me, and I pay my ch- kids' education." So that's you it. Ah, no, it's good fun. <laughs> yeah, it's always that. It fun, it's always the, the sensible question is, "Who do you work for?" I work mm. for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly right. Now, look, it's um, for those people who don't know what we're talking about. Harry Styles up here. There's only Queensland concerts. So I went down and uh, had a chat to all the people who uh, camped out, you know, 24 hours beforehand in a car park. So, yeah. you know, you got to dress it up and have a bit of fun with it. Oh, it's yeah, what it's all about. Mm, what about the fish report? Exactly. Any fish happening? Mate, it's been up and down there, Kieran. It's been um, we we did a lot of miles this this week. Uh, we we ventured up off the shipping channel out of Bribey. Uh We picked up some pretty good catches up there, but um, it was slow. A lot of small fish. Uh, obviously, the barometer was down. I was talking to a, a, a good friend of mine, Drew Argus. Uh, he makes profile nets, and he um, was saying that area there is that when the barometer's down, fish are dead. When the barometer's up high, the fish are really starting to push through. You know, in good numbers and good size. But they do get on the chew and the change. Yeah, they do, mate. Absolutely, absolutely. And 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 this is the thing. Uh, Shane, who you know, Shane uh, Roberts out of there from uh, Shalabri out of Morton Bay, he went out to, to the fads and all that sort of area off Point Lookout the day prior and picked up some awesome catches. He got dolphin fish, some good mahi mahi, nothing big, but around that sort of eight kilo mark, which is decent fish still. Um, and he also got a nice black marlin. Uh, there's some cobia out there. A few smaller amberjacks were pushing through. So the fishing was pretty good out off Point Lookout in about. Uh, around the seventh, um, but then further to the north, when we ventured up off Tocken to Morton, uh, we fished the artificial. It was quiet. It was dead. You know, there's a lot of small stuff there, so like not even pan size. We're talking tiny. Um, so you know that that'll change. Though obviously with that barometer moving back up again now, tomorrow's going to be a phenomenal day uh, with that high pressure system coming up. But the other thing that we're talking about is the bait fish balls. Is oh my god, there's so much bait up here. But out wide, it's funny you have got the slimy mackerel. Uh, on the surface, so the marlin was still about it. And guys down south, I know they've had a phenomenal run. I think they'll be in for a really good run 
uh, over the coming uh, the coming weeks. So again, but um, in close, we're talking about the small white pilgrims uh, and froggies, mate. They are thick. There are millions of them, and um, these black oil slick balls moving in through the bays and the estuaries. And, and the last night I did my weather for Channel 7 up near behind Service Paradise and there were bait balls up there, which is really not often you, you hear or see see that, particularly these ocean fish. Uh, but they've moved right up, so they're everywhere. Um, shopping amongst them, is not a lot. There's a few tailor. We really haven't seen too much come through yet, uh, but the bait balls are thick. But out at sea, the tuna are just... Phenomenal. There are so many tuna, and they're striped tuna. They're pretty good eating fish, the stripies. Um, a few mac tuna, all that sort of stuff. Um, so the stripies are really hammering them. There's been a few small jelly and yellowfin tuna amongst them as well, which is good fun. Um, and they've, they've been playing around uh, Windara Banks off Brunswick, uh, Tweed, uh, Tweed Heads around Cook, and also up off um, the group around, um, around uh, and near Shag Rock and Point Lookout. But um, inshore, when those bait balls, a good tip for people, when those bait balls come into the shallows, just stay off the bait ball. Don't go and sit right on top of it. Just stay off it and look through the water with your polar eyes. I, I like to use tonic. I find they're a pretty good class. Um, is that look through the water and focus in on that bait ball and look for clear patches and like little explosions, not on the surface, but within the bait ball itself, little clear patches appear. And that's fish chasing the bait ball. So underneath you'll get estuary fish coming up. Could be tailor they'll come in close, but underneath you'll you'll see these little clear patches appear, and that's your your uh, fish like whiting, brim, trevally, flathead. It's incredible. So we waited for that. We saw these uh, bait balls come across the shallows, and we're talking. It went from like 20 feet up to 15 feet up to 10 feet, and it's eventually five feet, three feet. Then they did a ewing came out, but when they got in close. We're watching these clear patches and we're just casting our lures straight in onto that and we're running these new vibes. Uh, but ZX's work well, which are awesome eco gear vibes that you can get them from Anaconda. There's a new one out from MMD, uh, which is a, a really good little soft plastic because it's a vibe prawn. Anyway, we're casting these things into those holes and the ZX's into those holes. And mate, as soon as they hit the water, it sink down and just give it two hops and you're on. And the flathead was thick. So the flathead were chasing, and we go through brim. The flathead were chasing these balls in the shallows, and these little clear explosions were happening throughout the bait ball all the time. So there were a lot of fish, and we pulled five, six flathead out of each each hole um, every time we'd pull up. And so there must have been a lot of flathead really moving. So that's a good idea for people. Note it if you see the bait balls, look for the clear patches, and you know there's fish feeding. Cast your lure in there. You don't go too big on the lure. You want to be very similar to match the hatch up the size of the bait. So that's been happening there, fellas, and um, there's been plenty of Australian bass around as well. If you if you uh, like to have a bit of a crack those in the impoundments, there's been no shortage of good bass around the around the um, the, the backwaters of the of the impoundments. They've been firing up really well, so that's a, it's a good idea to get a crack as well. Yeah, they've been talking down here. I was just reading the report from the Complete Angler, <clears throat> where we're saying the bonito frigate, striped tuna, and small kingies have been. Uh, acting like bait fish and running very close to the rock ledges. Mm. The you... bonito are everywhere, Kieran. That's right. The boys are 100% on the bang on there. The bonito are thick. Um, you know, when you go to, a, a, to the bait shop and you can buy bonito from Tweed Bait or whoever, your bait supplier, and uh, you look in the freezers at the servo and it's got bonito in there, you know they're running. Mm. <laughs> you know they're thick. And, uh, and that's exactly right. You can drop down a... Uh, 
uh, you know, a Sabiki rig or anything like that, you know, you, you're catching yakkers and slimies on generally, and you'll pull up a full string of, you know, of uh, bonito. They are everywhere, and it's a great sign that um, of the fishing at the moment. But like I said, you know, one day it's a hit and miss, and we haven't had that transitional period come yet. Transition day or month is May. May is when the warm waters taper off from the tropical east coast current and the cooler currents haven't pushed through yet. So you've got that changeover period from really colder water fish from the warm water fish. Uh, and, and the reverse of that is November, when the cooler waters have slowed and the tropical waters haven't come. So they're your two unfavourable months. You still catch fish, but it's very hit and miss. OK, you, you did mention bass. But yeah. uh, can we grab you early tomorrow, like around about this to. time? Yeah, mate, absolutely. love to talk to you. And I, I just want to about... talk to you a little bit about bass fishing and how yeah, people sure. should set up for it. Oh, mate, absolutely. And also I want to talk to you briefly tomorrow too about mangrove jacks, mate. We have been banging the mangrove jacks up here like you've got no idea in this an old-fashioned way that's been producing them, and I'd love to share it with you. You had Gee. some good photos on the Facebook page of the mangrove jack the other day. Mm, thanks for that, Blake. I'm glad you're keeping an eye on us, mate. You're still looking at me. <laughs> Good on you, Paul. Have a great day. You too, guys. See All you, Paul. You. Step outside returns tomorrow to your big screens. On oh, it is tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow, 2.30 in the afternoon. Good time change, thank God. Brilliant. That'll yeah. give me something to do after, after high tide if the weather is not favourable. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a great day. See you, See you bud. Bye. 15 minutes after six. Talking sports. The sweep shot in India is it's a weapon if it's used correctly. On a pitch like that, the risk-reward ratio is very out of tilt. They're taking a big risk to get a single. Don't get me wrong, it can work. But the team needs to know what they're doing. Talking sports. I jumped in the pool yesterday with my granddaughter for half an hour. I came out and checked the score. I could not believe what I was looking for. <laughs> Absolutely unbelievable. They are as soft as butter, this mob. Ever since the sandpaper gate, they've become the nice guys of international cricket have your say let's not forget that the man they didn't want for the first test was our top scorer with graham hughes gavin robertson peter tunks and brett patworth the batting performance in their second innings was the worst i've ever seen losing nine wickets in less than a session with a series on the line they played like they didn't care especially the shot of their so-called captain pat cummins talking sports weekdays from three on to sm Brain tumour, migraine, dementia, concussion. Have you or someone you love been touched by a brain disorder, disease or injury? Motor neurone disease, stroke, epilepsy, Alzheimer's. There can be no cure without research. Help the ones you love by donating to research today. Visit brainfoundation.org.au or call one three hundred. Double eight triple six zero. From sailboats to yachts to jet skis, Finance Easy offer leisure craft loans with flexible repayments to suit your budget and lifestyle. And they give you an answer within 24 hours. They've taken the hassle out of borrowing money for your new pride and joy, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Applying is easy. Visit the website and provide a few details. Go to financeeasy.com.au or call 1300 003 003. Australian credit licence number 392182. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Unlike any other SUV in Australia. 
The unrivaled Kia Sorento is available in diesel, petrol, hybrid and plug-in hybrid technologies. The Kia Sorento, awarded and unmatched like no other seven-seat SUV. To find out more, visit kia.com.au yeah. or visit your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. Got a boat or a jet ski? How good is getting out on the open water? Throw in a line, tow a tube, or just soak up the sun. But what if something happened to your boat? Get peace of mind with Club Marine Boat Insurance. They're specialist boat insurers and have been around for more than 50 years. Flexible cover for your jet ski or boat, motor or trailer, and gear all in one policy. Get a quote at clubmarine.com.au. T's and C's apply. Check the PDS to see if this product is right for you. Go to the Club Marine website for a PDS and TM. News, sport, talk. 2SM 1269. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. It is 18 after 6 here on High Tide. Grant Boyden, Kieran Ricky, and Alan Blake in the studio with you this morning. Gentlemen. What would you would you would you tip going out today? Yeah, yeah, not a problem. Well, hey, what about going up to Foster? You going up to Foster? No, I say go to Foster. Go and have a fish up there. Yes, why not? Or to Sydney Harbour, mm-hmm. complete angler. Okay, some good reports around. Uh, as you said, there's bonito all over the place, and um, just looking, the pelagics in Sydney Harbour been really well responding to lures in particular, coconut rig. Okay, well, I got a question for you, Al. Yes, we got the uh, the voting coming up shortly. Oh yes, election time. Right. Do you what is either one of these two gentlemen that are standing? Uh, can they affect our fishing? Yeah, everyone, Which, everyone affects uh, our fishing. Uh, either of them greenies. Who are you talking about, Kieran? Mr. Perrottet and Mr. Mims. Oh, I don't think either of them are fishermen. I don't think so. We'll talk to someone who's in the upper house who is a fisherman. And uh, Robert Borzak, Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party. Morning, Robert. Good morning, Blakey. Good morning, gents. How are you all? Very good. good. Now, Mr. Mims or Mr. Perrottet, fisher people? Um, good question. Not that I'm aware of. No, that's Not the same. Not that I'm aware yeah. of. Um, they certainly... Their party's certainly got track record of trying to get rid of fishing. There's no question of that. Yes. Um, I mean, we saw the latest attempt, of course, was uh, 2018 when uh, we saw our friends in the in the Liberal Party and the National Party try to set up 23 new marine parks, including the whole of Sydney Harbour. Yeah. And then, of course, we've got Labor, who've got a long-term history of lobbying to shut fishing down. Yeah, that's um, to get get the extra green votes. Yeah. Yeah, they're always chasing green votes, and of course. Uh, the, uh, the coalition are chasing, also now, of course, chasing the same green vote uh, and also chasing the animal rights vote as well. So, yeah. you know, they're all sort of lined up against you, us. You are kidding. I'm not. I'm 100% absolutely telling the truth. Yeah. I bet the animal activists. Yeah. They're the Greens. Yeah, but the, but the animal protection the green, party... The have been around for a long time. Well, the they? Greens have jumped on the bandwagon. Now they want to ban greyhound racing and galloping and harness racing in New South Wales. Good yeah, luck. That's, well, that's always been their policy. Um, yeah. they, the the only problem with their policy is they don't talk about where they're going to get the $2.03 billion of income that it, it brings in in taxes. 
Yeah, look, they don't worry about that. Uh, and they also you don't, don't have to worry make budget. People's jobs. <laughs> they don't worry about uh, communities. Um, they don't worry about any of those sorts of things because they know what's good for you. Yeah, they want to open up the borders, let everyone in. Who's going to pay yeah. for it? Where are they going to get jobs? That's right. But they know what's good for you. you uh, you're not entitled to have a say. That's yeah. really what it gets down to. There is no housing. How can we keep bringing people in? Mm-hmm. We're going to know where to house them. Mm-hmm. And we're going to make it worse with the superannuation thing where people have got to sell houses or do bits and pieces. The price I'll of rent's tell you, the old people I spoke to and have coffee with during the week said, well, I don't know. You know, I had the mattress or go. A lot of them are going to pull out a few million dollars, <laughs> put it well, in it's, cash. It's interest, interesting. It was in the papers the other day. And again, it, the devil in the detail with these gents always is that um, what they're talking about doing, the Treasury papers were showing that uh, they're looking at taxing unrealised profits. Well, that's what this is. It is an unrealised profit because if you've got something in there on paper that you haven't sold and you've got to pay tax on it, you've got to sell it to pay the tax. Yeah, and then the next question, Blakey, is especially for rich blokes like you, uh, <laughs> what do you do when you ultimately sell the investment? You've got to pay tax again? That's right, yes. Was that the kettle call on the pot black? It was, it was. Uh, you know, this, I mean, this is really badly thought out, yeah. and there's no doubt at all that they they have on their agenda somewhere down the track when things really get bad in the, uh, in the budget, and we hit a very deep recession in the next year or so, but... Um, They'll be looking to try to capital gains tax the, uh, the family home. And then a death tax. Yeah, yeah, then the next thing will be an estate tax, that's right. Yeah. And so it goes and so it goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not very, it's pretty depressive stuff, depressing stuff to talk about first thing in the morning. I'm sorry to do that. But we've got to be aware. Well, we've got to, you've got to talk, talk these things through and understand where it's going. That's, yeah. that's exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah, well. So, how many candidates are as shooters, fishers, and farmers fielding in the election? I think I think we've we've nominated about um, twenty, about twenty, I think so far, twenty twenty one, right? So far, and uh, of course they're all out in the regions. Uh, we, we're not focusing at all, of course, in Sydney, um, and we're running a uh, upper house campaign ticket. I think we've got about actually seventeen people on our upper house ticket. Oh, okay, uh, but realise that. Um, you need 15 minimum to uh, register for an above-the-line vote. Okay. So uh, what we do is we always put a couple of extras on, so in case uh, someone in the very last minute, and keep in mind that uh, nominations close at midday on uh, the 8th of uh, March. But in case someone can't make it in the last minute, you've still got your 15, 15 or 16, yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, do you need volunteers to help with election day? We we do we need we need as many volunteers as we possibly can get to hand out on election day, also of course to uh, hand out in the one week before that, which is uh, the pre poll week. Um, this year we've only got one week pre poll rather than two, and uh, that makes life a bit easier for the parties uh, because finding finding people to uh, stand on on polling booths and hand out for two weeks prior to the election day is very difficult and as you know um what happens is nearly 35 pushing nearly 40 percent in the past have been voting before the day in the pre-poll period okay that leads me to a question and i don't know if you can answer it or not any time i deal with the government or do anything with the government i have to show id and prove who i am except when Three i'm voting of it except when i'm voting why is that well that's a good question um it's been put forward a number of times over the years that um that uh, 
And look, the answer to your question is, the answer is it's very murky. I mean, nobody really knows. We know that the Labor Party doesn't support this, uh, but we know that also the uh, the coalition or, or parts of the coalition want want this to happen. What they're actually saying, I think, in, in the arguments that I've seen, is that they're worried that there will become there'll be there'll be a group who just simply don't have ID and will not be able to vote. Well, hang on, hang on. But if they, if they haven't got ID, they're not going to be registered on the list anyhow. Maybe well, they, you they, might have to keep those that pass no, no, their driver's licence. That's not strictly true. Um, uh, the the Electoral Commission uh, have a very wide remit and a very wide ability uh, to, if you like, suck up names and addresses and so on and stick them into the electoral roll. They don't actually wait for people physically to enrol these days. But how, how can you survive nowadays or do anything nowadays if you don't have ID? Look, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But uh, it's, it's uh, been my... raised a number of times over the years, and it's always fallen flat. Always yeah, fallen flat. Because the socio-economic group that would be in that would be getting government handouts. So they'd have to be registered and have to have ID to be able to get that. Well, I think so. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. I think look, they, they may be, uh, someone is worried in the process that they may be disenfranchised, disenfranchising certain uh, Indigenous groups, for example, yeah. the lower economic stratum. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's an interesting one. Um, I, I think in these times when we're seeing a lot of uh, uh, problems with uh, fakery going on, that anything that strengthens the identification process mm-hmm. uh, in the voting in the voting uh, side of things is, is, is very, very important. Um, okay. Now, Robert, if someone wants to help out the Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party, who do they contact? Well, they, what they need to do is go online, uh, shootersfishersandfarmers.org.au, and see a little button there that says volunteer. Please go. go and click on that and put your details in there and someone will be in contact with you. Okay. Thank you for your time this morning. Good luck with it. We'll talk to you before no, the election. Thanks very much, Alan. All okay. the best, guys. See Cheers. you, Robert. Bye. 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 27 after 6 here on High Time. If you're looking to start a business, buying a franchise is an excellent option. And with all group franchises, you'll have ongoing support. The home services industry is experiencing rapid growth as people are too busy to maintain their homes. All group franchises offers a range of home services franchise options, including lawns and gardens, and you'll be trained in every aspect. Visit allgrouppranchises.com.au or call 0429 691 413. That's 0429 691413. If you like golf, you'll love Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club at Ludnam. Located just 45 minutes west of the Sydney CBD and 15 minutes from Parramatta and Penrith, Twin Creeks boasts an immaculate and challenging 18-hole par 72 championship layout. To book in for a game you'll really enjoy, go to the website twincreeksgolf.com.au or call the friendly, helpful staff at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club on 9670-8888. Whether you dream of winning a Commonwealth Games gold medal or three, like the Australian Jackaroos, or you're just searching for your next social competitive sport, that could make you a local legend. The skills you've honed over a lifetime of playing sport will make you a legend on the bowls green. And that green is just up the road. Bowls, local legends wanted. Find a club near you. Visit bowls.com.au and click on Find a Club. Summer is here. And you want your car air conditioning working at its best. 
you'll be blown away with the air conditioning service at your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. Our fully qualified mechanics will help keep you cool through the summer with a comprehensive service of your car's air conditioning system. So book online today at repcoservice.com. My family's been farming this land for generations and hopefully will for many more to come. Things aren't as easy to do on the farm as they once were and we hear of too many injuries, especially to older farmers. If you've been in the game as long as me, there are things you can do to make work easier and safer. The Great Idea Bank is a guide produced by older farmers for older farmers with practical tips that can help whether you think you're old or not. For copies, visit farmsafe.org.au. Do you suffer from mild arthritis or other aches and pains? Why not do as others have done and try Arbor Vitae Joint Health? Others, just like Gary. Yeah, after two weeks, I was sceptical that it might come back and, and, and it hasn't. So, yeah, I do a lot of off and on, up and down. I'm pain-free, so hopefully it stays that way and forever. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Go to Arborvitae, that's A-R-B-O-R-V-I-T-A-E dot com dot A-U or phone Arborvitae on 1300 879 more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Only it's I just gone 6.30 and just to be factually correct, gentlemen, the $2 billion is Australia-wide and includes poker machines. If you break it down to a New South Wales level, you're looking at $161.6 million in revenue uh, that horse racing and greyhound and harness racing... Hang on, the greenies to... don't care about that. It's just They'll just print some more. But they have to do it on friendly stuff. That's the point. That's the point. Simple mathematics tells you if the money's not there, it has to come from somewhere. Quantitative easing. (laughs) (laughs) Print some more. I love that. Kieran just looked at me. What's that? (laughs) You know what that is, Kieran? No. Just print more money. It is quantitative easing, yeah. It, it is time That's for the. That's what they used to do. It is time for the yacht report. Well, it's actually time yacht, for the fish report. Yacht, no, but. Yacht but, report? Pro lures. No, Pro no. lure. Pro, oh, not allowed to use lures. He told me the other day it's lure. Pro lure. I was chatting with him during the week. So I, I have many. I, I have multiple pro lure. What do they call them? What? Apostrophe yes or no? Well, we'll find out. Greg Reid, good morning. I guess you've got lots of them you can call it Pro Lure. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to just go at Pro Lure Australia dot com or dot Pro Lure Australia that'll get you in the right place. Okay, but what's multiple of what is plural of Pro Lure? I guess you've got lots of Pro Lure. <laughs> <laughs> I've got lots of Pro Lures. Yeah, <laughs> too early in the morning, isn't it? Yeah, far too many. <laughs> How'd you go the other day? Um, it's pretty quiet on the beaches the other day. I, I forgot. I was actually just trying to look at the moon phase just then. When when the moon's in the sky, I don't like. I don't like to fish during the day. Um, it can be really slow, and it was. I, and I, I look. I'm only lure fishing on the beach and just down there to get a bit of sand between my toes and. You know, ground the body out and all that sort of stuff and come home with a feed and um, moon was in the sky and even though we had a late afternoon high tide, the, the, the tides um, leading up, you know, around, around about that sort of mid-phase in the moon, you know, where it's going from sort of, you know, waxing to waning um, or waxing going up to, coming up to the run up to the full moon can be, 
really interesting because the tides aren't really there's not much movement in the tides. So we only had about a one point two three high at what was it four six thirty at six thirty at night or something like that. So I like if I'm going to fish the beaches, I want at least one point four and above, and one point any anything more than one point six up to one point eight. That's money in the bank because that means that there's more water in shallow, and it gives the fish more cover to come in shallow. Um, because of that tidal range. So, yeah, smaller tides during the day, moon in the sky, it's always, it's always going to be a bit of a tough ask. But, look, you can do worse things than walk down a beach with a, a, a little backpack on your back and a little bag of lures and then just cast some lures around and check out all the stuff. I was I was actually watching the whiting swim up with the with the high tide and then swim back in because all the pippies were coming out. Of, we've got beaches down here that still got pippies on them. So um, really small pippies sort of, you know, coming out of the ground and... Um, yeah, it was nice afternoon on the beach, regardless. That's yeah, good. the reports I got out in the room were excellent. You know, the rivers and the lakes down there, and still a big run of prawns. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. yeah, yeah, we still got a lot of fresh going in the system. The water's so warm down here at the moment too. So, I, I'm, I reckon that prawn run's going to go well into winter yeah. um, this, this year. But that, that's what happens during the flood years. You get everything sort of going into hyper spawning modes, um, prawns included. Because there's a lot of nutrient rounds, and um, mad if you don't fish for the prawn loop. Okay. okay. No worries, Greg. Well, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Yep, if you like. Um, today, yeah, just uh, nor'easters in today, but um, if you can uh, if you can, if you can get out wide at the moment and you want to catch a marlin, now's the time to get. Uh, now's the time to do it. But um, yeah, you will catch me tomorrow if you like. Okay. No worries. Thanks, Greg. See ya. No worries. Bye. Bye. Greg Reed, Pro Lewis. Pro Lua. Pro Lua. But he has plenty of Pro Lua. He has plenty of Pro Luas. He has plenty of Pro, pro Lua. Now, listen, once we, one, uh, we're going to talk to um, a particular scientist. Dr. Thor Saunders, yeah? Yeah. About sea urchins. Mm-hmm. I remember people used to refer to me as an urchin. Oh, I've heard you call yeah. a lot worse. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know. Well, yeah, well, there you go. I've been by the sea and uh, I've been an urchin as well. Yeah, there are so it. many lies. Yeah, no, we're and, not going to get There are so many. People, people sometimes say, you know, we're, we're really hard on Kieran. We we don't treat him with risk. It's just it's so easy. Yes. But we do love you. We do love well, you. you. You've only been back a few weeks and you've... Taken over with Blakey. <laughs> you know, Good, you can get the blame now, not Blakey. And PJ when he gets a chance. Doesn't yeah. miss me. And Paul Burt's got into the same pool. That's good. That, yeah. So we're all wrong and you're right. Oh, okay. You, you can talk about sea urchins now if you like. Yeah, whatever. Sea urchins? Yeah. I can. You can. Why not? So who we got a line? Thor? Dr. Thor Saunders joining us online to talk about sea urchins. Good morning. How are you? Not bad. How are you going, mate? Not too bad. I was just saying before we came on air, um, you used to walk along the rocks and you used to see sea urchins pretty much everywhere. I don't recall seeing any in recent times. Am I just not looking hard enough, or what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, there's certainly um, uh, around, but there's a couple of different species, sort of the main one here that's uh, sort of commercially fished and um, and is more common if you get in the water and put a mask on is the uh, the black sea urchins and the, the long spine ones. And um, 
I guess they've been receiving a fair bit of media coverage um, because certainly the strengthening East Australian currents allowed them to sort of go down to Victoria and um, in Tasmania where they're not as common and they start to uh, wreak a bit of havoc there. So yeah. um, they've, they've certainly had a bit of press coverage. But uh, if you put a mask on and go for a bit of a snorkel, you'll certainly see a fair few of those. But there are a few other species that you might have been talking about in the rock pools that uh, aren't as abundant, as abundant as those ones. Now, when they say that you find the giant kelp forest to the barrens, what are the barrens? Yeah, yeah so basically um, the barrens are a part of a natural system here in New South Wales, like this uh, species uh, that sort of has created them in other areas is native in New South Wales, so um, like... Uh, like actually, they're a fairly healthy habitat uh, from what the research has sort of shown. Like you get a bit of coralline algae, which is good for a whole lot of other species. Um, but and the stuff that we've been doing has sort of indicated that they haven't really increased or decreased uh, very much at all uh, in New South Wales. But certainly in the other jurisdictions, they've created a huge problem. And like you say, that um, those kelp forests have really suffered from it. Now, tell me, what do sea urchins taste like when you eat them? They're actually really nice. Like, um, so uh, like they, they've got a very nice, salty, clean taste. Uh, you, obviously, because it's the row, it needs to be the right um, time of year for them. Um, and uh, you, you know, it's a nice orangey, sort of like brownie sort of colour. Um, yeah, like it's with a nice crisp beer. It's a, a quite quite a nice company. <laughs> I beer like and, where you're beer going. improves the flavour of most things, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. does it? So we're looking like a prawn? A piece uh, of prawn? Probably, or... I liken it more like an oyster taste, but it's much different texture, just a really nice, clean, saltwater taste. So you cut it open and there's three or four sacks in there of the row? Yeah, yeah, it sort of rings right the, right the way around. Once you've cracked it open, you can just sort of lever it out to the, try to keep it whole. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So now, now how do you manage the barrens and, you know, what do we still need to know? Yeah, right. well, it's a fair bit we need to know. Obviously, like, you know, with things happening with climate change and whatnot, um, the East Coast current's going to get stronger. Um, given these are a, a, a sort of a, what would probably class a, a warmer water species, sort of a, um, almost subtropical species, uh, you would imagine that, um, that they will move further south, uh, as, as is happening at the moment. Um, in New South Wales at the moment, managing barrens isn't a big focus of ours. We're just trying to manage the fishery sustainably. Like, well, it's not a, a key sort of take for recreational anglers. There is a there is an uh, aspect of, of, of that first stakeholder group that likes to um, go out and get them. But, um, yeah, they're certainly sustainably fished commercially and there's a fair bit of Indigenous interest as well. Okay, so just, we're so, just looking at manage, managing the uh, take of those stakeholders um, sustainably and, you know, looking to see if there are any sort of ecological impacts with, with sort of changing climate. So the, the commercial catch is, is um, harvest is 90 tonnes per year. How many professional fishermen actually fish for them? Oh, look, there's quite a few. It's a bit variable from year to year, but um, it, it, it supports, um, look offhand, it probably supports uh, over 20 um, commercial fishers. Okay. But um, that, that's going to be like a bit variable depending on who's uh, leasing licences to uh, divers and who wants to actually fish them themselves. Okay, interesting, isn't it? So, what do they take about 90, 100 tonnes a year? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, but like, I mean, we're certainly, um, the, the research that we've done indicates that uh, a lot more could be taken. Um, it's just 
been a bit of a hard slog to develop the market for them. Um, they've sort of cracked it a little bit at the moment, um, pardon the pun, but they um, certainly want to um, uh, look at trying to expand it. It's just still the very early stages of that market, so obviously you can't just flood it or else they'll um, reduce the price. I was actually at Sydney Seafood Market yesterday and it's probably the, still the cheapest item there on the, at 14 bucks a kilo, so um, there's, there's a bit of movement there. Okay, but at fourteen dollars a kilo, what's the yield of the the edible part of that, that kilo? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's only ten percent, so okay. that's a absolutely good point. Whereas if you, I think, I was looking at all the um, the Murray cod, the farm Murray cod there, and it was thirty bucks a kilo. Yeah, you could probably get about fifty percent off that. So. Yeah, yeah. It'd be an interesting thing. You see them all there, and I must go and try them now. I've never yeah, gone near yeah, it. I've always. You will. I will. I'll try. Them. Yeah, and there's a couple of different species. Like uh, you can get the red ones, which aren't as common, um, and, and they're quite tasty as well. Well, for first timers, which species would you recommend? Uh, look, the the red ones, because I'm in fisheries, I'd probably recommend the longspine because the the red ones are a little bit rarer and not as productive. Yeah. Um, um, but like for taste, um, they're probably a bit nicer. But I haven't had enough really to have a firm opinion on that. You'll have to do some more product development. That's it. They can supply the sea urchins. You'll be fine with the beer. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Do we need a sauce to go with these, a dipping sauce or not? A big pun. Do you need, like, a dipping sauce? Uh, to... um, probably not. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess oysters go pretty well with sort of, you know, um, Worcestershire and various other things so yeah you probably could have one but like yeah i, I kind of like that nice clean taste oh but, natural um, okay. yeah you wouldn't oh, probably right. sit down and eat 10 of them <laughs> all right doctor thank you very much for your time this morning really very appreciate it yeah, very interesting no worries thanks guys you have a great morning cheers dr thor saunders who's the director of fisheries research for the new south wales department of primary industries joining us online this morning to talk about sea urchins and we're Different. Few, yeah. yeah a of and an alternative, here. too. That's right. What's that, Gary Kieran? There's a couple of us sitting here as well. Sea urchins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> On that note, we'll take a break. 16 minutes away from seven. <laughs> Afternoons with Pete Davis. There's Ritalin medication, but it's quite a high percentage of kids are getting diagnosed with issues with behaviour and it can give them medication. It's becoming a lot challenging for our teachers in particular. I think now you've got issues like this. If you look in the classrooms these days and looked at their background and their history, certainly their medical history, it's a, it's a hell of a, a different ball game these days for sure. I think that for all these issues with throwing chemicals at our kids, we should consider much better Pete Davis on 2SN. It's never been more important to buy Australian than right now. Our local manufacturers and growers produce world-class products known for their quality, safety and reliability. All while generating local jobs, supporting our communities and helping Australian families now and into the future. So look for the trusted green and gold kangaroo logo. Buy Australian now. 
visit australianmade.com.au. Trying to choose new flooring, window furnishings or rugs for your home? Choices Flooring's Room View makes it easy to find the look you've been searching for. Whatever the space or your flooring needs, simply take a photo of the area in your home and select your flooring styles, window furnishings or rugs from the thousands of colours, styles and texture options. Using Choices Flooring's Room View, you can see your selections right in your own home. Then send your favourites to your local Choices Flooring store to book a free measuring quote. If your strata complex unit or your commercial building is in need of repairs or upgrades, Network Construction Services are the remedial building specialists with more than 70 years of combined industry experience. For waterproofing, concrete cancer repairs, facade or cladding replacement, structural repairs, upgrades to electrical and fire services and improving accessibility, you go to networkconstructionservices.com.au or you can phone Steve on 98 08 56 73. For the management of pain and inflammation associated with osteo and other mild forms of arthritis, try Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockist, go to loveoilcollection.com.au or phone Ray on 040 66 71 359. Peters of Kensington is online. Shop all the top brands at great prices with the same excellent in-store service. They sell great cookware brands like Scanpan, Chasseur, KitchenAid, Breville and Smeg, as well as Red Oak Glassware, Wedgwood Dinnerware and much more. Peters also stock a beautiful range of home decor, lamps, rugs, furniture, cushions and Manchester. And they even have Afterpay. Visit petersofkensington.com.au Why would you shop anywhere else? 2SM has Sydney talking. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. 13 minutes away from 7 at 7, we'll update the news. And at 7 uh, in New South Wales time anyway, it'll be the end of our program, boys. Yeah. For today. So For today. To talk, I've got to mention Til a couple of people. I've got to mention Pete and the, the mini espresso bar at Kellyville. Seven, free, free coffee's seven coming days up a week. Yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah. I don't know. I don't. He's never got around to giving free coffee. He's interested in buying my old Merc, though. Good. He wants to buy my Merc off me. I got to say good morning to uh, Sam from uh, BMI Smash Repairs, and I also better say good morning to Swanee, who's back to winner in the in the footy. He supports St George. They haven't played yet, have they? they yeah, they'll probably be leading the comp. They play tonight, don't they? No, they, they, so they're going to buy. They're going to buy. So they've got a guaranteed two points. So they won't finish on zero. No, they'll be in front. Morning, Swanee. Morning, Yvonne. <laughs> You're talking about equal leaders in the comp. What are you going on about? <laughs> Good morning, Brendan. You're right. We have got the Bronquits. You got the Bronquits. <laughs> He's got a thumbs up. <laughs> How many cups of coffee for the Merc? How many cups of coffee for the Merc, Kieran? <laughs> <laughs> A lot. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we'd better do a fishing report and not talk about football. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Here we are. The weekend rolls around. The wise man I spoke to during the week said we shouldn't change 
the weekends to around about Tuesday, Wednesday, because he'll uh, be rolling around on the weekend again and the weather's going to blow up again. Uh. Uh, yeah, they're predicting 25 to 30 knots of south. Southeaster with the big high down in the Tasman and a couple of uh, uh, cyclones out around the Solomons and uh, three to four metres seas offshore with a chop on top of it. Yeah, forget about it. So, uh, yeah, it's a shame because during the week it was absolutely perfect. Uh, windless mornings, slight seas, little easties, easties in the afternoon and those that uh, took advantage of it got out to the Barwon Banks, uh, 50k out there. Uh, they found really good fish, uh, plenty of roofies, snapper, uh, pearl perch, perch, carrot, parrot, and uh, also uh, a lot of amberjack and a few kingfish. I've, I've sort of wondered whether they have trouble with the uh, Unicapsius areolos parasite that affects the milkiness down south. I've never heard anyone sort of whinge about it up here, but it'd be interesting, any of the listeners uh, north of the border at like to ring in next week and just let us know if they have a problem with it is. I think the general rule of thumb is north of, uh, uh, I think it's Coffs Harbour, and you could say the kingfish are really suspect with the milkiness. Anyway, uh, full moon next Tuesday. Uh, if the beaches settle down, which you know, it looks like they might with the big seas if those cyclones kick it up, but if they do settle down a bit, it'd be worth a try for a dewfish off the beach. Uh, there might be a few tailors starting to kick around in the river. Uh, I spoke to a couple of blokes at the ramp on Thursday night. I was down there and uh, one fellow had just come in and he had some nice brims. So there's a few brims starting to kick about. Uh, another month or so we should start to get the winter run. Uh, we got uh, another fellow that's putting the boat in. One of the pal, one of the biggest, bloody, oh, beautiful boat, this thing that uh, just had sportsman written on the size. It was like a big bass boat. Yeah. And it had to be about at least five metres, this thing was the biggest motor I've ever seen on. Um, and they'd been uh, going up the river. They went up the river the night before on Wednesday night and they got some really nice mangrove jack around the uh, the mangroves and uh, uh, around the bridge pylons at Lyblai, I think he said. But uh, whether he's swimming, I don't know, but usually that's where you find them. So, uh, yeah, worth a try. There's still grunner, plenty of grunner there. Uh, uh, talking to mate on Wednesday, and he said they got some nice grunner on strip baits and, and yabbies. A uh, few flathead still kicking around, of course, and uh, a few nice whiting if you've got worms, worms or yabbies. Especially those little yabbies, only uh, small ones, putting a couple back to back on a, uh, a number four long shank hook. You know, they really like them, and also the little soldier crabs, they really like them, the big. Uh, the big blighting. Yeah, there's a bit there. The crabs are in really good, Kieran. Really good this Thanks week. Thanks very much. <laughs> yeah, I've had it in a couple of times. I've had four keepers. Uh, I got three the other night and I put it in last night. I only got the one crab, which is a, he's a beauty. I've got to get him out of the crab net yet. He's still in the boot of the car. <laughs> he's well big, always a big crab, and he looks pretty full too. Full and angry at <laughs> the moment. But, uh, he'll be going on the plate where we're having crabs for dinner. I don't know, just Crab rolls, I think, even just... No, it just... It just breaks them open and gets stuck into them, yeah. Uh, Jay's got his new boat. Al? What'd you get? Another one, 23-foot Bertram. Okay, an old birdie, yep. Yeah, second hand one. Uh, it's got a flying bridge. Uh, it's got the inboard motor. Okay, stern drive, motor. yep. Yeah, uh, uh, 
he cut it all fitted out with the whiz bang gear and uh, he took us for a run on uh, he finally got the brakes the proper brakes for it so he could trail it down and put it in took it for a run during the week and he said it really goes well uh, even in a little bit of a swell yeah good old boats uh, of birdies 23 birdies yeah yeah, it's going to be the pocket game fishing boat from now on in. Uh, he's gradually worked his way up to it. After about, I asked him how many boats he's had, he reckoned about 15. Well, that one he had before was a 23 birdie, Makira, I think it was, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, I thought it was very, it might have been 21. Yeah, 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 yeah I don't know. You, you didn't have know a flybridge on it, but. No, no, no I didn't. No, no. this one's got the flybridge. Yeah, not yeah. yeah, so. Uh, I might get me bucket list mail and before the season. <laughs> I, I was talking to him about taking me fishing, but then I thought, no, it's not quite big enough yet. But now he's got a berth for him, I'll go. Not big enough for you. Yeah, the berth. If you got to take Kieran, Bertram's okay. They're a very good boat. He has got a checklist, Kieran. If you're going to take him out, if you don't, if you don't meet spec, sorry, just get brushed. Oh, but he'll pay for fuel, Kieran. Oh, when did, oh, when did right. that get on the list? <laughs> 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 got to settle a mark for paper fuel. That's it. I'll get more cups of coffee. <laughs> more coffee. Cups of coffee. <laughs> right. yep, there I go out to the mini espresso bar at Kelly More coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. It's a worry. Isn't it? Well, you have a great week up there. He's coming back up soon, so uh, get rid of all the mud crabs. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting as many as we can before we get there. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, but what I might have to do next week too, and on the full moon, I'll have the pot in just about every night. I think, and I'll uh, I'll shell them out. Uh, uh, I don't like doing it with any seafood, but I might have to freeze some down for you. A bit yeah. of crab, okay? Butter. Crab omelets for breakfast. The smile on There's his face. Crab uh, omelets. Crab omelets. Uh, crab omelets. Very nice. Yeah. Crab spring rolls. Crab with crab soup. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. My cholesterol level. <laughs> I don't know what it is at the moment. It's good to hear Yvonne's still alive. I thought she would have <laughs> necked herself after Paramount. They beat. did everything they could to lose that game, didn't they? Yeah. Well, while the ref done everything possible to make Melbourne win. Yeah. Oh. Yes. The only comment I got from her was it's good to see the referees have left off where they did last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> started up again. Well, they've improved a bit the other way. Okay. Thank you for that. We'll talk to you next Saturday. You definitely will. Okay, have a great week. See you, everyone. See you, everyone. See you, Swanee. I've been there for the footy comp as well. So. Oh, okay. That's good. Yep. Brendan's in there. We're going to take the Broncos. I was going to go for the Broncos. And with Melbourne and Parramatta, I let my heart get in the way there. <laughs> So is this now, a thing for the let's whole... let's get a wrap. What's happening oh, out of... Uh, hang, on, hang on. Is this a thing for the whole year? I just want a heads up, Blakey. Is this yeah. a thing for the whole year that every every weekend we're going to come in and hear how bad the referees are? Yes. Oh, okay, it's like cool. push bike riders. Kieran, where can we go fishing today? <laughs> Sydney Harbour, Botany Bay, Port Hacking. Uh, the rocks, I think I'd be a little bit careful... Up there at Coffs Harbour, was fishing very well. We heard what Peter Johnson yeah, had to say about good. Old Bar and around up there, Crowdy Head. That's all good. Down at Naruma is very good. Very, very good at Naruma. Uh, Bateman's Bay. Uh, the river's still fishing okay, but uh, not a lot of reports from outside. 
but the the reports were the marlin are out there, yellowfin are out there, the same all the way down to Maroonma. Uh, Jervis Bay. Yeah, fishing well. They're fishing well, according to Greg Reed. Don't forget the pro lure. That's it. Singular. As, as in the prawn, <laughs> the prawn indication is good. If you're out, out and about east to southeasterly, 10 to 15 knots should be the winds. Uh, tending east to northeasterly during the afternoon and evening. A little bit of swell about. Um, uh, below, the sea's below one metre, a swell of 1.5 to 2 metres increasing throughout the day. And then swinging around, uh, we've got uh, winds, we've got swell coming in from the northeast as well at one metre, and that's expected to rise to one point five and swing around to the yeah. south well, east. Good Thank you for listening. Same time, same channel tomorrow. Yeah. Well, yeah. what about Lakes Marine having today?